0: Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh
1: together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM, The Answer. All right, everybody. What a week it has been. What a week next week is going to be. What a weekend that lies ahead. It is the 19th of January, 2024. Glad you're here. Are you in a weekend mood? I mean, by definition, you would be because, I mean, hey, look at the calendar. But I hope you are. And, and we've had some interesting birthdays. I'm going to kick in the third big-time musical. Well, actually, this this guy. Uh, has a birthday tomorrow, and he's about to help us out. We've had Dolly Parton's birthday. That's incredible. Janis Joplin, oh, my gosh. And we're going to have Janis wrap up the show today. But who's who's going to help us kick it off after James? <laughs> this will put you in a weekend mood. It's Friday. Wow!
2: Well, I feel good. I feel good.
3: Oh! I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. You want me to say I feel good? I, I feel good. good. I feel good. <laughs>
1: thought these guys ought to do the Super Bowl. I mean, nothing against Usher. Better get to him quickly. Paul Stanley is 72 tomorrow. Saw these boys about three times in the 70s again in like 2006 <laughs> oh man so funny all the painty faces got all the adults all freaked out it's just it was just basic straight ahead rock and roll that's <laughs> everybody said oh kiss it's an acronym oh what was it so uh, knights in service to satan right Oh, uh, lordy lordy paul stanley 72 tomorrow. Already 866-660-5759. Uh, I'm going to go to the phones here first because uh, we, we lit quite the interesting uh, little little conversational fire. with As I go through things large and small every day, and I just saw this wonderful chunk of wisdom. Listen, anytime out of the uh, crazy quilt that is Hollywood that you can find an actor or actress saying something sensible. Here's Penelope Cruz saying, I got a 10-year-old, I got a 12-year-old, ain't neither one of them got a cell phone. Nope. We're going to hold that off as long as we can. Has us uh, thinking and talking about the, the. It, it, it's, it's like the internet in general. I guess it's like AI. The potential is for wondrous things, but the negatives are daunting. And you just have to, that's the the tech, the technological adventure of the modern day. And thus will it ever be, I guess, that people are going to invent stuff. And you balance the positives with the negatives. And if there are obvious positives that you don't want to deny yourself or your society, okay, you, you dive in. But then you manage the negatives, try to to, to mitigate the negatives as best you can. I'm, for example, like um, uh, driverless cars, right? <laughs> That's a big fat no. The, the positives don't don't in any way outweigh the negatives. They're going to kill people. They have killed people. We're not ready. Obviously, you know, the, the, the smartphone, the iPhone, we were ready. The technology was there. It worked. <laughs> things work incredibly well. It's stunning the amount of things I have on this stupid phone right now. My job is to make sure that it doesn't run my life and that I'm not staring at it instead of talking to real people in the real world, that I'm not sitting there with Lisa, we're both of us on our phones rather than talking to each other. We're real good at that. Real good at that. She's more interesting than anything that could ever be on my phone. Uh, But but kids, oh my gosh, kids, the point at which you hand one of these monsters to your pre-adolescent, that is a quandary. We are in
0: Bentonville. Hey, Lee, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, Mark. How are you this morning?
1: Nice to hear from you.
0: Good. Well, we had uh, my wife and I had a a phone dilemma probably 15 years ago when my daughter was in third grade. So that would make her nine, I think. (laughs) And we decided with the technology at that time, we could get a phone that didn't really have access to the Internet, but would be available for emergency calls. (laughs) So we sat her down and walked her through that and said, this is only for emergencies, et cetera, et cetera. So fast forward a couple of weeks after she got the phone, I'm I'm in a vendor meeting at Walmart, excuse me. And we're pitching a new line of product. I've got people in from out of town at the big meeting. Suddenly my phone on my hip vibrates, mm-hmm. and I'm getting a call. So I just click it, and I don't pay attention to it because I'm presenting a new product Exactly.
1: Line. We'll get back to
0: you. 30 seconds later, it, it buzzes again. Bzz. I click it off. The third <laughs> time it does that, I look at it, and it's my wife. So I excuse Boom. myself, step out. Yeah. Apparently my daughter is called with an emergency to my wife. And this is at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So when the buses are going to pick the kids up, the right. kids are about to leave. And mm-hmm. my daughter is inconsolable, doesn't make any sense. She's crying, screaming, just having a fit. And then the phone no, goes no. in. Oh, no. So my wife is completely beside herself that somebody's got her at the bus stop. Something's not good. She's calling the school. She's jumping in the car to go. I have to leave the meeting.
1: I'm afraid of the payoff of this story. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What was I'm it? I'm
0: calling it to the school. I get to the school. All the teachers are all riled up. Everybody goes around. They finally radio the bus driver. Oh, no, she's right here on the bus. Well, the emergency turned out that the bus driver wouldn't let her sit next to her best friend.
1: Well, there you are. (laughs) The definition. So handing a phone to someone of that age for emergencies can make a certain amount of sense. What that nine-year-old thinks is an emergency might throw the whole thing (laughs) into turmoil. Oh, exactly. that? uh, that's, man, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it's just for emergencies. It's just for emergencies. Mm, well, well, well. All righty. Uh, well, we have kind of quite the national emergency, don't we, with the people who are in charge? <laughs> that was glib. Um, so... President Trump was on with Hannity last night, and one of Sean's first questions to him was, (laughs) what do you think the answer to this is going to be? Hey, why did you win so decisively in Iowa?
3: Because the Biden administration is so bad, and we now have a contrast. You didn't have a contrast so much before, and now you have a contrast. Why, what happened? You know, we get the most votes of any sitting president in history, and then somebody else takes over, and they take a look at what, uh, we had versus what they have now and the difference is so stark it's so massive it's so different the country is a different place we were respected all over the world we got the largest tax cuts ever the largest regulation cuts ever we rebuilt our military show and we did everything even right to try you know what right to try is if you know you're able to use some of these incredible new uh, drugs that they're making uh, bio drugs and other drugs and people's lives are being saved. You never could do it. You would have to go to Asia. You would have to go to Europe, different places all over the world. Now you get them here. And that was a hard thing. They, Fifty-eight years they tried to get that. If you were terminally ill, they didn't want to give you a drug, even if they thought it might work, because they said, we don't want to hurt the people. I said, no, no, they're terminally ill. We're going to do something, and we got it done. It was not easy either because the drug companies, nobody wanted it. The country didn't want it. They were worried about liability. People now sign a document. There's no liability, and they can take these drugs. And Sean, we're saving thousands and thousands of lives. It's been an amazing miracle. We did so much, and you would have never had Ukraine. You would have never had the attack on Israel. None of these things. And you wouldn't have had inflation because I had oil so low.
1: I'm going to pause in the midst of Trump and go to somebody talking about him and this is neat because uh this guy this all oh, so much was made of this yesterday and by the way rightfully so because when people who are not conservative not republican not maga not trump fans uh stumble across some truth it is a energizing and b could be evidence of the degree to which trump's electability skyrockets because it's not just Hardcore supporters, staunch conservatives, MAGA hat-wearing faithful uh, who are on board. It's people like, oh, I don't know, not that he's necessarily a Trump voter, J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon. Did you catch him on uh, on CNBC's uh, Squawk Box yesterday?
4: Um, how do you see the U.S. economy playing itself out over the next 12 months? This is an election year. We've been yeah. talking a lot about what just took place in Iowa. Yeah. And trying to understand how the American public is going to feel about the economy may ultimately uh, dictate how uh, the president uh-huh. is
2: decided. You think? Yes, I agree with that. I, I think it's a mistake to assume that everything's hunky-dory. And, you know, and when stock markets... So rupt- there's, th- there's thing number one.
1: So all these reports that the economy is doing great, all these people telling you the economy is doing great, also known as Joe Biden, his administration, and their w- willing handmaidens in the media telling you everything's great, Jamie Dimon calling BS.
2: Kind of like this little drug we all feel like it's just great, you know, but remember, we've had so much fiscal and monetary stimulation. So I'm a little more on the cautious side that we are facing a lot of things in 20 in 24 or 25. And you, you mentioned Ukraine, the terrorist activity in Israel, the Red Sea, quantitative tightening, which I still question if we understand exactly how that works. I don't think we do. How QE actually worked, what the effect of negative, you know, zero rates was for all this time. Uh, and obviously the politics. And, you know, and then the Ukrainian war is affecting oil, gas, food, migration. So you have all these very powerful forces that are going to be affecting us in 24 and 25. So if I was the government, I would be preparing for what I'm going to do about that, assuming things aren't good. And I just also want to point out.
1: okay, thing number two which the Biden White House will not do, because if they start to to take steps and engage in measures for an ailing economy, the first step to that is admitting that we have an ailing economy. And they are so interested in gaslighting us every day that oh, everything's hunky-dory, everything's great, that they'll never do that.
2: I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA. You know, and you if you travel this country, you know, and the country's unbelievable. We took our bus trip this year and Leslie Picker was on Spokane and Bo- Boise and...
1: Here we go. Here's here's the thing. Here's where a lot of folks hair caught on fire. Because, again, this is J.P. Morgan, CEO, Jamie Dimon, not a Republican, not a conservative.
2: Bozeman, people are growing. They're hungry to grow. They're innovating. It's it's everywhere. It's not just Silicon Valley. So we've got this great hand. But when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump and they think they're voting and they're basically scapegoating them that you are like him. Uh, and but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. And if you look, just take a step back. Be honest. He was kind of right about NATO. Kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, China so, ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't th- I don't like no, what he did. No, no, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he's, when he's, yeah. He made me right. He,
1: he, he was got, right about his uh, 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 dude on CNBC trying to mock that because he was right about that, too.
2: Like how he said things in Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to hate
5: 75 million of your fellow Americans. It should be. I agree. And, you know, the
2: Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really... Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? And, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign.
1: Isn't that just the doggone thing? That is Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan. God bless him. 922. Sometimes on a Friday, just gotta fire up some of these boys. Some Crack the Sky. A little Lighten Up McGraw. A little College Soundtrack. I have a question for you so let's let's get started on that because i've got more of trump on hannity and some other things that i haven't gotten to yet but uh, during the long walk through the desert actually let me just set it up in the following way and then i'll have time to to do it after after Nikki in the newsroom um during the the long desert of uh channel 8's absence from my life i mean i could still find stuff uh Online for show purposes, of course. But at home, you know, where we've got, you know, the dish on top of the house and DirecTV, <laughs> we ain't seen us no ABC ever since they pulled the plug in the middle of uh, the Golden Bachelor finale. They knew exactly what they were doing to uh, to exert maximum uh, frustration. And it was, what was it, a, weeks and weeks and weeks of uh, of no Channel 8 for DirecTV. And how many, Um, probably have about 200,000 DirecTV subscribers in DFW. So uh, anyway, anyway, my point being, in that long period, uh, they hired a guy, a new reporter, good for him. His name is Cole Sullivan, does good work. And I've seen a, a piece of his work that I'm now going to highlight for you because it's pretty fascinating. High-speed chases. The subject is high-speed chases. And uh, I don't know about you, but I like when, you know, cops chase the bad people and catch them. Uh, however, I also recognize that high speed chases are filled with dangers and sometimes innocent people die getting T-boned by a cop car engaged in a high speed chase. Uh the White Settlement Police Department has a bit of technology they're going to employ that supposedly prevents the need for this and I don't know I'm gonna, I'm going to leave it up to you it's either total genius or just totally dumb and I don't I don't know which it is but well the big reveal next 9:30 Nikki's in the newsroom. 1974, the great Robert Palmer and Sneak and Sally Through the Alley. Just a great, great performer and writer. Sneak
3: 660
1: 5759. Trying to keep her out of sight there's 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 and I know that the the your image of Robert Palmer is wearing those $1000 Armani suits in front of an old-style microphone with three or four supermodels pretending to play guitar in a video behind him <laughs> not that that wasn't awesome <laughs> But uh, that, that just go download that 1974 Robert Palmer sneaking Sally Through the Alley." There's jazz, there's blues, there's funk. He's just he's just one of those hard to define artists that makes him uh, even more appealing. I mean, hard to define stylistically. Okay, so here is the um, here's the, the the Channel Eight story by new arrival Cole Sullivan. Welcome, young man. Um, so he goes to White Settlement because there's some technology being. Uh, undertaken by the by the police, the police, um, that deals, that purportedly deals with the hazards of high-speed chases. So a truth of law enforcement life is sometimes you have to go chase the bad guys. You can't just go, oh, there they go, bye. Can't chase them. Well, you need to chase them, right? I mean, you can't just let them go. However, the hazards of the police chase have been brought into sharp focus because every once in a while somebody innocent will die in a crash in a police chase like do the negatives outweigh the positives? I have lamented the degree to which a lot of I mean, a lot of departments have said, well, unless we just know we've got a, a rapist on the loose, we're just not much going to give chase. It's like, what was that a message that you want out there? So in White Settlement. And this is the story that young Mister Sullivan now takes us on. Uh, the, uh, just picture this: you have something. It's a GPS dart. It's like the size of a Coke can. It's just, you ever, when you were like nine, maybe younger than that, you ever get in your parents' car and pretend like you're like it's a spaceship? And it's like, you got the wheel and you got the gear shift and the car's dead and it's in the driveway and it's not moving or anything like that. Better not. And you're just like, man, here we are in the planet Zorgon and, and you're just in the car and you're just the, the commander of your own little starship. And uh, maybe that was just me. Sorry. <laughs> What's wrong with that boy? Uh, but the the part of the fantasy was that shooting out of the grill, there would be like like lasers, like, take that aliens. Okay, that's what this is. This there is out of the front of a cop car. The police hit a button and a dart, a GPS loaded sticky dart. So I guess you better be right behind the guy or within certain radius. How much do you have to tailgate to do this? Phew. And it sticks to the back of the bad guy's car. And then I guess what? You can pull over for a burger while the GPS tracks where he goes. Okay. So far, so good, I guess. You still got to go get him. What, you got to rely on him keeping that thing. It's got super sticky stuff on it, as it better, in order to stay on your car. I mean, I guess for a couple of weeks, nobody quite knows. You know, the, you're the bad guy. You're driving along. Oh, man, the caps are on her tail. Oh, you know, ding. What was that? I don't know, man. Just keep driving. I think we lost him. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, you know, they find I guess that's the way it's supposed to work. But would it wouldn't any criminal with half a brain? And the good news is a lot of criminals are stupid. And boy, we may have to rely on this. Isn't any criminal with half a brain? Once you've officially lost the cops, they truly are no longer following you. But that thing is still in the back of your car. Uh, Pull over.
0: And remove it. I don't know, man. They seem
1: to have been in Whataburger for the last five hours because it's in a bush. I don't know. I don't know. Let's learn together. Cole Sullivan, Channel 8.
4: Now we're locked in. What you're about to see. So that's going to be your aiming point. White settlement police say. And you're going to press arm. Will be a game changer. Three, two, one. (laughs) A new tracking (laughs) dart.
1: So awesome. It is. It's like the size of a little Coke can. He hits the thing and it just shoots out the grill of the
4: car and goes Sup! on the back on the back of the car they're chasing. Okay. Okay. Officers can launch from their patrol cars <laughs> and stick to the back of a suspect vehicle trying to get away.
5: Now you can see it sticks and it's very difficult
1: to get off, officers got it stuck
4: on his hand. Hope he going to lose a few layers of skin. Officers then follow the car with GPS instead of chasing it. What? Okay, what? So what, they just they they just break off the chase and
1: you know follow him like you're following your kid on the way to school on, on, on the Find My on your iPhone.
5: You go do your thing. We're going to cool off for a couple minutes. We'll let you cool off, and then we're going to come back on my time now.
1: Okay. All, right. All right. I want, I want so much for this to work. I want so much for this to be a good idea. So, and then I'm, by the way, I'm prepared for it to be, you know, I presume surely other people have thought of this before me. How do you, how do you, uh, you know, foolproof this thing? You know, we're going to cool off for a little bit, we're gonna, gonna grab a dog and a Dr. Pepper. We'll, we'll, we'll be along. <laughs> Uh, Or you know what I would do? (laughs) Get the thing off the back of my car, stick it on somebody else's car.
4: It's safer, Chief Christopher Cook says. Police chases are probably one of the most dangerous activities that a law enforcement officer gets involved in. They're very unpredictable. A handful of times a year, chases involving his officers end with a crash. And so, yeah, we've had some close calls. The new technology from company Star Chase will allow officers to back off hopefully leading suspects to slow down. How far, I mean, I know,
1: but before they back off, don't they have to really seriously take, what is, okay, what is the range of these things? How close do you have to be? And the aiming thing apparently has like, almost sort of like a lasery thing that that shows you where, like, because you're trying to hit them in the license plate or the back of the trunk or something like that. I mean, all kinds of ways for this to go wrong.
4: They don't feel the heat as much, so they return to more of a normal speed. They don't run a red light and crash into a family. But it comes at a cost. Each device runs 20 grand. Dude! Oh! Oh! Oh!
1: Oh! Oh, Worth it? uh, Sure, I guess, right? Uh, Okay. I mean, all right.
4: White Settlement is buying more than a dozen. The chief calls it an investment in lives for the public, the suspects, and his officers, who will still try to make the arrest.
0: Get the bad guy. Maybe just kind of do it on our time and not theirs. You
4: know, he said
1: that. I keep saying that. There's, I mean, the fact that this is OK, if I <laughs> before they even buy more of these things at 20 grand a pop. If I'm a criminal in white settlement and I'm watching Channel Eight last night, it's like okay if I rob that bank or if I you know steal that lady's purse and hop into my car and speed away, and the cops are on me and uh if I hear in the back of the car well i I know I'm good because a they're going to stop chasing me, and b all I need to do is pull around the corner and take that thing off the back and Dump it in the bushes. In White Settlement, I'm Cole Sullivan. <laughs> God, oh, it's a great story and good job, Mr. Sullivan. And 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 God bless White Settlement. And listen, anything that works. And maybe there's is maybe there's just something I'm missing. I don't know, but I listen. Fingers crossed for that to and the and the intent could not be more noble of of um, of preventing the downside of uh, of some. Um, uh, high speed chases totally get it totally get it all right um you know let's let's do this because I have just a couple more minutes i guess probably and we haven't done nearly as much of this as i thought it would uh trump on hannity uh last exact night Exact
3: opposite we have a mess we have the worst president in history
5: well, let me ask you this, and I love the state of New Hampshire. I love the people of New Hampshire. I don't like their primary system for one reason. They have what's called an open primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, already we know that nearly 4,000 Democratic voters have switched affiliation to Republican or... Gee, I wonder why. ...undeclared, <clears throat> meaning independent, ahead of the primary, according to the Secretary of State's office. And it is believed, for example, one woman who's. uh On uh, a co-chair of of Nikki Haley's campaign, her own daughter, a Democrat, changed her affiliation from Democrat to Republican to vote for Haley in the primary. But even Governor Sununu, not a friend of yours, told our own Neil Cavuto that it's troubling that many of these people that will switch as Democrats and turn to independents and vote in the Republican primary, that when push comes to shove, that they would choose Biden in the end over Any Republican. Of course they would. I'm not that fond of that system. Does that concern you? You, you, The real clear politics average has you up by 13. The Suffolk poll just out today, I think, had you up by 16. Um, It was the CNN poll that had you up by 7. Does that system bother you?
3: It bothers me. And the governor should have done something about it instead of talk and waste his time with Nikki because she's not going to make it. She has no chance. She's got no way. Maggie's not going to be with her. And, you know, when you said the uh, Democrats voting, no, it doesn't say that. It said about Nikki that 50 percent of the Republicans would be lost to Nikki, only to Nikki, not even to Rhonda Sanctimonious. So, you know, <laughs> it's a bad thing for her. But it's- I never understood that. Bad thing for us. Who has a system where Democrats are allowed to vote in the Republican primary? And
1: and I know that people say, well, it's the way to broaden the party and welcome more people in the party. What a load of garbage. It's just mischief. Primaries are for parties. It's really for the party faithful or people who are considering being party faithful to figure out who they want their standard bearers to be. And God bless Rush. And I do. I remember Operation Chaos, where I was like, "Hey, all the Republicans go out and you know vote for Hillary, so that uh, the, the Obama and Hillary thing." I yeah. I, I could never sign on to that because it was mischief. It was fun mischief. It was our mischief. But no primaries. I, we, we should leave Democrats alone to do their business, and I want them leaving us alone to do our business. All right, on the um, on the, the the GPS dart uh, thing, uh, let us uh, roll to the phones here. Hey, Russell. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir. Yourself? Hi,
3: good.
0: Hey, uh, you know the red light ticket that we used to get in the mail that they found it was unconstitutional? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, well, if I get shot with one of those darts in my car, all I got to do is get out. And leave. How are they
2: going to know who was in the
0: car in the
1: first place? Well, oh, How can they actually? Okay. Say, oh, so in the okay, car. right? They they dart the car and then they go off and grab a bite at Denny's while your car is tracked, and then you go park your car at the house, and then they show up, you know, fifteen, twenty, an hour later, and you go, I wasn't driving that.
3: I wasn't driving.
1: My mom was driving. <laughs> Don't throw mom under the bus. <laughs> we'll show her. Uh, Russell, superb, superb point. There is no thank you. Ah, oh, Gosh, they had such good intent. There's no, that's right. That's all it does. All the red light cameras often do. And I don't think they were found unconstitutional, I think. Uh, I mean, not yet. There was it was it was something tricky about not being able to face your accuser. I mean, that was the argument made. I don't, was that ever actually adjudicated somewhere? Anyway, one of the reasons that a lot of the towns have been yanking them is they're just so wildly unpopular. And the reason cities love them is because they were a money printing machine. Anyway, though, there is just no substitute for human eyes on human beings in order to see who really is an offender and who is not. All right. So, what's the Janice Joplin record that's going to take us out on what would have been her 81st birthday? We'll all find out together. Next. <laughs> Great Janice Joplin and Half Moon. For producer Ron DeKay Morland on the Twitter at producer Ron DeKay, R L N D A capital K. Thank you, Mr. Matt, for the technical guru skills. Thank you, Nikki Whaley, for news excellence. Get on out for the North Texas March for Life tomorrow. NorthTexasMarchForLife.org for details. God bless our country, our troops, our families. Mike Gallagher is next. What a weekend. Hope it's going to be great. Next week, New Hampshire and more fun stories. We'll walk through all of them together. Be good. Have a fantastic weekend. See you on Monday. Mark Davis, 6:60 a.m. the end. Happy birthday to Janice.